Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bob Lab. I'm Jason. I'm here with Jack. Uh, Jack, it's been been a while since we've done an episode last. I believe like I don't know three, four months. You know, glad to be back here with you, and hope you're doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Always a good time to get on here, and hopefully, our Red Sox are will be in a better place in the next three months than they were three months ago. I know. So a lot, a lot to talk about. And a lot to discuss as potential moves. But first, let's start off. Let's recap what actually happened first before we get into the free agent market and hypothetical deals or trades. So first off, it was uh, right before the non-tender deadline. So around almost we're creeping up on a month now. Um, Luis Urias was traded for Isaiah Campbell, um, a, a reliever who has options and he showed flashes um, in the big leagues last year. So, you know, Breslow's philosophy of controllable pitching and, you know, something to develop around, you know, he's shown it early with this Urias deal. Jack, I know he was a non-tender candidate. I think he was the only real big 50-50 on this team. But, you know, let me ask, let me start off by asking you, like, what what do you think this deal entails? Or what do you think, what do you think this deal means for, um the future of Breslow and what do you think of the deal just in general? Well, I think the reliever they got in return fits the profile they're looking for. They're trying to tap into the potential of guys who've got good stuff. And that's what they're, that's a big part of, I think why they hired Craig Breslow and they were, they're really lucky to end up hiring Bailey as the new pitching coach. And I think that's something that they are looking for. And I think that was a pro, but I think, getting anything for a guy that wasn't going to be here is a plus. They would, they're not going to give Arias What was it? Four or five, 4.7, like 4.7. Yeah, that so was his estimate arbitration amount. Yeah. So they, they weren't going to give him 5 million knowing that they're going to target uh, a second baseman externally. They have fine depth at the position in terms of the utility guys like Reyes and Valdez, but we've seen them. We've seen that That's a position that they've wanted to target ever, ever since bloom right middle infielder right-handed bat and that's something that we thought they wanted to do at the deadline and it turned out to be Arias, and it's something that we know that they still want to do uh so there are some trade candidates that come to mind and some free agent candidates that come to mind um uh i know jorge polanco is is one of minnesota and whit merrifield is a free agent so there are some options um i i i, I tend to not love Merrifield in his in his profile he's versatile and he's solid but he's getting up there in age and he, he just doesn't give the offensive firepower that I think I'm looking for especially considering you're not adding most likely a bat like Otani you didn't add one, a big bat like Juan Soto and, and your offense needs your offense is good but it, it needs a lot more if you're going to really try and make a, a, a push in October so I think I'm leaning towards the. I would have loved to see Glaber Torres in the Yankees trade, but I'm leaning towards a guy who's got some pop in his bat. That way, we can get some some home run power in that middle infield, and ideally, can play some defense too. And I think a big name that's been thrown around is Tommy Edmond. I look at this team and I look and I say, okay, they moved on from Urias. That just signals like they're confident they're at better options in the market because there's just no way you can field out Reyes and Valdez right. for six, 162 games. That just, that's a recipe for disaster. Valdez does not have the good defense. And then Reyes, 
you know, shows flashes, but at the same time, you really want a guy like him who's going to get hurt a lot, a guy like him who really hasn't had the track record, be an everyday second baseman. That's just not the case. Um, so they, they got to be active. You know, a, a guy that I've heard that I don't really like was Jorge Polanco. Um, he was a, apparently it was rumored today that teams are interested in him. He does not fit my profile at all. Yes, he, he does have pop in the bat, but his defense is absolutely atrocious. And, you know, we I, I want a guy who has good defense because good defense equates to better pitching and we need better pitching. I think that's self-explanatory for this team, especially starting pitching. And if you're going to acquire a ground ball pitcher, say a Yamamoto, he's known for his ground ball stuff a little bit more than his swing and miss stuff. I think your defense is needs to improve. I mean, it's already it's already better with Story. Story's going to help Devers' defense a lot. I mean, granted, Devers made 19 errors with a year that um, favored offense a lot more. They're very generous. But nonetheless, you really do – you need to find a good defensive second baseman. And on the bat side, you got to figure out a way you're replacing Justin Turner's bat. Is it in the form of a J.D. Martinez? Is it a form of you bring back Justin Turner? I don't know what it is, but I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they have stirred, stirring, but look, something they, – they have to, especially with all these teams – not all these teams, but teams in your division. Um, Yankees adding Soto, their impact bat – um, the Blue Jays are rumored to be getting Otani, which I don't want to. I don't want to say it's true yet, but if the trends continue, then he's probably going to end up in Toronto, and that's a big bat. Um, but yeah, I they got to replace the bat, and they also got to look out for defense at the same time. That's how I view it. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're absolutely right, but that's going to be pretty tough to do just considering who's available. Merrifield, you go down on the bat, but guys like Torres and India, you go down on the defense, but you get the bat. So I think for them, it's going to have to be more so one or the other or just decent at both. A, a guy that I brought up was Elvis Andrus. No solid defense this past year. He's known to be a shortstop, but he played a lot of second base this year. Yeah, he did. Um, he was solid. Um, I think Savant had a lot of red for defense. So that's good. You know, pop in the bat. He's not the best power guy per se at all. He's not even known for his power. I think he had like, I don't know what his OPS was, but look, I mean, I'd rather sacrifice offense for defense that regard. And, you know, occasional pop, I'll take over a guy who's going to provide you with great defense. But unfortunately, oops, unfortunately, you're not going to be paid for, um, your good defense. You're going to be paid for offense. So depends on the guy who they bring in, but, that's that's the guy I like. I wouldn't be mad if we got a guy like Jonathan India, but what is it going to take to get him? I have no idea. Right, yeah. He, his, his price tag is going to be a bit more there, a lot more. Um, now, transitioning, I know we both added a little bit about the need for a bat, especially a right-handed bat, and somebody, especially if, if Turner is gone, I mean, many would argue he was their best offensive player last year. I don't know if I would. Obviously, when he his numbers dipped when he got hurt in September, and Costas endeavors both mashed, but he was all around a huge piece to their clubhouse and play on the field. Good or most for mostly for the good in his case. And replacing him isn't going to be easy. There are older and veteran options available, like him. People think that Duval could be an option to bring back to DH or JD Martinez, but there are also more youthful options. 
Additionally, they have an outfield a surplus in the outfield. They still have four outfielders who are going to compete for jobs, and people are already questioning if Yoshida should be moved to DH. How do you think, Jason, they should address replacing Turner slash addressing the DH spot? Because it's a pretty big need. Uh, certainly. And, you know, your point before, I think Turner was the best offensive player all around. I mean, you look at his numbers, he almost had a career year, just short of 100 RBIs. But I think when you look at this team, who else, who's going to step up and be that veteran leader and the veteran bat? Devers? Eh, you need someone else to protect him. I mean, this is the same conversation we had him last year. I mean, what, Casas? You know, you also need a right-handed bat. And how do they do the DH? It, it's going to depend on a lot of things. I mean, if they bring back Justin Turner, he's the DH, and Yoshida is going to be in left field. Um, if I, I think I think Turner's gone personally, just how like the financials work, because half of his money was deferred to this year, so it's like it was a one-year deal in disguise with a lot of buyout money. So mm. if you look, you you have to a replace Turner's bat. If that's not Justin Turner himself, I think you got you got to with and B you got to go with the DH by committee for defense wise too because I mean Yoshida's not going to be the everyday DH. I think that's the reality. He's going to be placed in left field, and I think Devers might get more time at DH too, just because I should it no because you got you didn't pay him thirty million a year to be a DH every day, but I mean maybe four or five years from now, we're going to have the conversation. Yeah, Devers is going to be the DH, right? We're going to have that conversation. But right now, the conversation is how do you how do you go about the DH? It's got to be a DH by committee. I think I think Cora, Cora's going to do that. Um, I think it'll be a mix of guys. It'll be a mix of – it really depends also who your backup first baseman is. I think that's a, a very underrated issue for this team because uh, right now your backup first baseman is Bobby Dahlbeck. Right? Do you want Bobby Dahlbeck to be a regular bench bat? Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but I mean, Cora might play him more for the lefty-righty platoons, and you could see a Tristan Casas at DH more if that's the case, and have Dahlbeck at first base just solely because um, they're facing a righty, uh, or sorry, a lefty. Um, and Casas could be Casas, Devers, Yoshida. I could all see them DH. Maybe a little bit of Valdez. I could see that too. I think. They got to do, they, they probably will do that, but they also got to find a way to replace the bat. Like I said, now Duvall, does Duvall do it? No, I don't think Duvall does it. I think even if you sign Duvall again, it's got to be a two year. I mean, Chris Cotillo made a great point. It's like, you're not going to go sign Teoscar Hernandez when you have role, if you have no intentions of moving Roman Anthony, right? Because Roman Anthony is just going to slot in left or right field or center. Probably not center field because that's Raphael. So if, they, if they're going to go about the method of like, oh, we're not going to move prospects. Oh, we're not going to move the big pieces. Well, why does it make sense to sign a Teoscar Hernandez or a Jorge Soler for four, three to four years? You know, I mean, Cotillo made that point and I thought it was a really good point. So, and even if you do get the Duvall for two, one to two years, that's a lateral move because he was on your team last year and he helped the right-handed power. So that's a lateral move. So you still got to replace the bat. How do you do it? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have an answer, and it's simple. I'm not going to be unrealistic and say, you know, maybe Tatis is available or go give Cody Ballinger 200-something million. 
My answer is simple. Reese Hoskins. Uh, mm. I think he, first of all, he mashes. He slugs and he has power. He would be great at Fenway. I, I think he you, that solves your backup corner infield guy. I know he can Good play point. first. I'm not sure if he can play third or not. But he's your he everyday DH. probably can, DH, but you're not going to do want... Right. But, but even then, he's your everyday DH. And then if you want to mix up the lineup a little bit versus a lefty or whatever it is, he can play first. And this is a guy you can afford. You have plenty of money to spend. And he's could he's not going to demand a four or five year deal because he's coming off of a season at a season long injury. So he could be a one or two year prove it type deal. And and you can also you have the resources to go and get him. I don't like the idea of oh Valdez can play you know seventy games here and contribute at X Y and Z positions. And the same thing with Dahlbeck. I do agree that the the bench corner infielders a a bit of a underrated issue but i think reese hoskins solves a lot he gives you power he can protect devers he's younger and he has he has plenty of experience he's just a guy who checks just about every box and he gives you your everyday dh now the problem there is assuming you also get a second baseman and seti rafaela isn't playing second which he probably isn't but there's been some talk about it you have four outfielders you know yoshida's not getting moved and neither is rafaela so then you have Duran and Abreu. Well, people think it's pretty clear that both of them are MLB ready. Both of them did great in the time that they played last year. Could one of them be potentially thrown in a trade for a pitcher? A, a little bit of a sweetener slash could be a decent piece in that deal for another team. Both of them have plenty of years of control, above average defense, plenty of uh uh, offense in each of them, uh, different different batting profiles, but both of them are solid options. So I think Reese Hoskins should be a priority for them. And it's totally realistic. We've seen it. They're interested in Gurriel and Teo Oscar Hernandez and Michael Taylor, but I think Reese Hoskins truly checks the boxes. And if you Good do point. want to upgrade in the outfield, even after getting Reese Hoskins, you can still go get you can still go get Jorge Soler, or you can still bring back Duval or do something like that. That's that's not going to be as expensive as Teo Oscar or Guriel may be. But I think Reese Hoskins fits this team perfectly, and I'm really I'm going to be really upset if I see him sign elsewhere on a one year prove it deal or a short term deal that the Red Sox easily could have matched because he's your best option right now. And, and, and this, this isn't some poor man's option or, oh, there's nothing available. They just have to go sign this guy. It'd be, it's a privilege to have a batter like that, and I think Reese Hoskins would be a huge pickup for this team because the, the reality is when he's hitting, he's similar to, to Casas was last year. He can definitely be an 850-plus OPS guy, uh, uh, over 30 home runs guy. He can slug. He, he gets extra base hits. He's great. And and he slots in for at first when you need him to. So that's the guy I, I would go and get. That's a priority on top of starting pitching for me. Yeah. Unfortunately, he'll probably command a multi-year deal because he's a Scott Boris client. Um, there's not, I don't, age 31, I don't see him getting a one-year prove-it deal. Mm-hmm. He was younger. Yeah, he probably would. Um, I mean, that's the bottom line, but. I like Hoskins more than I think more now than I did like 30 minutes ago, just because yeah you're right you, you do need a second base second baseman you, you do need a second baseman but you need a first baseman backup yeah you need a guy who can play DH he has offense he has power he's a righty 
and he fits. He'll fit well. Um, should I, the one part I kind of disagree on is like priority. No, priority should be starting pitching. Absolutely. When you look yeah. at his market, and it's like if if, it, if it's a market that a couple only a couple teams are interested in, yeah, go for it. But if like if he's he's in a market, because remember, position players. This is a very slim market for position players, and if there are a bunch of teams that are like seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen teams in him, like probably not the best option. But nonetheless, someone you should at least check in with. Yeah, like, absolutely. Do dil- obviously, do you do your dil- due diligence if you want him, and right, you know, and- go from there. Right, and I'm not saying he has to be their number one priority. Of course, the number one priority right now is Yamamoto and in in external options at starting pitching. But it's all it's clear. Breslow's made it clear that their priority is starting pitching and adding a right-handed bat. Hoskins is that, and he should be their priority in terms of position players, in terms of adding somebody to the lineup because we know they have to, because yeah, they have to replace Turner, but also. Last year's offense wasn't good enough to contend for a World Series. Even, you know, guys can take step for, step for, uh, steps forward, and guys like Duran could take steps back. But you need to add to your offense, and I think that's what he can do. But if you have to give him a multi-year deal and pay a little, that's what you're going to have to do maybe. And you need to address these positions. And like you said, the, the free agent market for, for bats is very, very thin. But I think he checks the boxes and he's a great option. But enough on the lineup because although it is important and that is a priority of the team, the biggest area of need, it's not, it's not relief pitching like it has been for the past three years. They have a good bullpen. The reality is they need starting pitching. Jason, what are your thoughts on it and, and how realistic is the potential acquisition of Yamamoto? Look, I mean, I think it's all going to fall on Otani. Right, if Otani doesn't go to the Dodgers and he goes to the Blue Jays, you're looking at Yamamoto probably going to either Queens, Bronx, or LA. I don't, I really don't think we're gonna outbid. I don't think the Sox are gonna outbid them. And as much as I want to believe, oh, they 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 say, and Morosi keeps saying, oh, Red Sox are top priorities, Yamamoto, right. Money talks, bull, BS walks. I was say, money talks, bullshit walks, right? You're not going to outbid Steve Cohen. I'm sorry. That's just not happening. Steve Cohen is fucking, excuse me, flown to, um, what, Japan uh, and had dinner, wherever, whatever the report said. Like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're interested and they really want the guy. They have all the money to do it. So realistically, if, Oh, even if Otani goes to the Dodgers, I mean, you're still, you're, you do have a chance, but I mean, if Otani goes to the Blue Jays, I don't think you have a shot. Um, Montgomery, cool. He's spending the winter here, but I, in the bottom of my heart, I really think he just feels like a Dodger or a Ranger. That just, it was reported like, today that he's not expected back to the, the, the TV deal, the whatever. Yeah. It's weird, but, I, I, you got to get one of Yamamoto, Imanaga, or Montgomery. If yeah, not, no, you're toast. Yeah, the, no the, doubt. the season's over. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it right now. If they don't get Yamamoto or Montgomery or Imanaga, your season's over. Yeah. I mean, assuming 
like they didn't land a trade for for George Kirby or for Let, let's be honest. Corbin let's Burns. be honest. Do you really but, think they're gonna land a trade on either of those? No, I I, I think Milwaukee's expressed interest expressed that they want to keep Burns and why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they're coming they? Off exactly. of a, a solid season and he's you know he's one of the best pitchers in franchise history is what one of their execs said the other day and they should pay him especially with Woodruff and his injury concern and whatever it may be. And yeah, you're not getting George Kirby because that's going to cost you a legit prospect. And that could be Roman. Anthony. That's going to cost you Roman Anthony Meyer yeah. or, or and, Meyer plus. Right. Right. And the reality is why are you going to trade a hall for, because the starter has a couple cheap years of control when every single pitcher is available. Literally, not every single one, literally, but there are so many pitchers available. Yamamoto, if Otani signs with the Blue Jays, Yamamoto, the Red Sox have to be prepared to outbid anybody. You're, the Yankees finished right about at your record, added Juan Soto, one of the best hitters in the league. And the Blue Jays, who were a tier below the Rays and the Orioles, just added the best player in baseball maybe to ever play. You need to go add somebody or else you're bound for a last place finish. You're in the best division yep. in baseball. You cannot mess around. They have to be ready to go to the $300 million mark with Yamamoto. The guy's 25, generational. His numbers in Japan are insane. Just unbelievable. If you look at his career numbers, sub-2 ERA in... Almost, Three consecutive seasons, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's like 90 games started. It's just ridiculous. And the stuff is easily going to translate. So you have to be able to, to, to bid there. And if not, yeah, Jordan Montgomery is available. And, 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 yeah, there are other options. But I just think you have to be ready to go with that guy. And if not, they have to be able to pull the trigger on a trade. They have to, they have to make a splash at an ace. Because Montgomery is great and all. But can he be your one? Probably no. not. He wasn't, he wasn't the Rangers one. And, and not even close. And, and if you made it, like, yeah, Montgomery and Seth Lugo. That's an upgrade, but is that is that really like wow? Look That's at us. arguably that arguably barely moves the needle, Jack. It, exactly, and, and, it barely and, moves the needle because one of Hauk, Whitlock, and Sale is going to still be in the rotation. Right, and you can get away with Sale and Cutter as your four and five, if Bayo is your three or two, and the the guy behind Bayo or in front of him is just about as good as Bayo. And you have an ace. You know what I let's mean? Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Bayo had a terrible end of the season. Right? Yeah, I mean, it I was granted first, there was nothing yeah. to play for, but he's had an atrocious. Yeah, I mean, especially September, the day games. Wow, like yeah, his September ERA almost horrible. over over ERA over four. Yeah, I mean, or not in the month, but just overall. I mean, no, I I I have a very very bad feeling they're gonna say, okay, we're gonna get Zach Davies, and then we're gonna sign Paxton back. And yeah, I mean, that Roll would be – Yeah, I mean, that would be awful. People wouldn't go to games at that point. I, I'm not going to a game if that happens. And, like, and I, I, I don't think I, I love, I I love think this team. going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I love this team. Happen. I won't go. They're, they're going to give a pitcher a, a deal in, 100, in the 100 million. So that's almost guaranteed. I, I don't – I have. I don't know if I have faith, man. I, mean, I think that's almost guaranteed. But that could be Montgomery and then bringing back Paxton. It's like – I mean, it's okay. one thing where you have the offer down. I think the other thing you got to look out for is like it's one thing to have the offer. It's a complete different thing if they want to go to another team that's actually going to compete and has a legitimate direction. I mean, Arizona, wow. I would go there. They have youth. Boom, I'd go to 
Baltimore. I'd go to Texas. Yeah, I'd but go to do, do Arizona, do Baltimore, do they have money like the big market teams? Probably not. And also, I think a big thing for Yamamoto is there are going to be multiple teams prepared to, to meet his price, whether that be 250, 300 million, somewhere in between, whatever it is. There's going to be a handful of teams, maybe five, that, that have that contract offered to him. So you have to sell it to him. Maybe he doesn't like New York. Maybe he doesn't like it out West. Maybe he wants to play with Yoshida, and he likes the, he likes Boston. He likes the history of the ball, the ball, the ball club. That's what, that's what it's going to come down to. It's not going to be who gives him the most money, because at the end of the day, I think there are going to be multiple teams prepared to give him an absolute bag. It's gonna, You're going to have to sell him in some sort. That's what I think is going to If he happen. goes to the Yankees, you're fucked. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, last place again. Yeah, probably for the next two, three years, if that happens. Yeah, that'd be awful. But um, regardless, I mean, we covered a lot, but it's clear that they need to be all in on Yamamoto, and and I think Hoskins is a great fit. And if the, if you get Yamamoto, the next pitcher that you sign, whether it's Lugo or somebody like that, nobody's going to care as much because guess what? You got the big fish. You should get Montgomery too. Oh, that, if they got Yamamoto, Montgomery, and Reese Hoskins, oh my gosh, that'd be incredible. I mean, that'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be a perfect Unfortunately, they won't. They won't, but imagine. I mean, yeah, that'd be 500 plus million total money. And here's what I say. Who cares about the luxury tax in this sense, right? I think ownership just doesn't care anymore. Like, they're not going to do it. I don't know if they're going to do it. But the one thing giving me hope is like Breslow's been working in silence. Yeah, no idea the Urias trade was going to happen. The, the 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 Verdugo trade happened. Yeah, it happened out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah, people were talking about at winter meetings. Like everybody was like, "What just happened?" Yeah. So he has been working in silence. Although uh, it's been funny somewhat story. Moves yeah, happened in story. silence. Except I was at. You know that the, we're interested in guys. Yeah. Yep. Funny story. I was at the Syracuse basketball game, and it was I think we we're at halftime or something, and then then the news broke. Right, yeah. I'm like, holy, I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was doing homework when it happened. I, I didn't see it coming uh, whatsoever. And the return looks solid. But, again, there's so much more to do. And I'm really excited for what the coming weeks have, have to show. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to give it – I'm going to give it to the end of the week uh, – and the next week. Yeah. So, like, fe- yeah. Uh, February. Um December 15th. I'll give it to then. But look, the Yankees big splash Soto. They the Blue Jays might get Otani. Um boom. This is another last place team. Yeah. So if you, do, let's, if you let's, don't make a big splash. Yeah. Let's it's another last place team. How do you I do not see this team finishing over last place? Like the Rays are the Rays. The Orioles are getting better. The Blue Jays could have gotten Otani, and the Yankees just got Juan Soto, a five-war player. Like, how do you not finish in last place? And what? What? You're coming off two last place finishes in a row. Seemingly no pitching, no no direction. Yeah, you do have young guys, but like, what's the direction? Like, what? What? This is the year you got it. You got to get a Yamamoto. You can build around him. You can, ooh, ooh, he could be dice. Okay, you have to pay premium for pitching now. You can't acquire pitching if you don't pay the 
price for pitching. That's that's the bottom line. Um, I'm not sure what they're gonna do, but they I they have to do something. That's my my optimist my optimistic side says they have to do something. They have to make a splash. They have to get someone. But my the other side of me says, wouldn't they have done it by now? But I know Yamamoto's waiting, but like you still could have gone to Hoskins and be engaged in talks there if you really want him. Um, you could have gotten a Jordan Montgomery. Could have gotten. I mean, Imanaga's market's slow, but he's probably waiting for Yamamoto. But yeah. Um, anything else you want to say, Jack? No, you're right. They could have made a move by now, but the two big fish have yet to fall. So I think it's it's all going to unfold in the next seven to ten days, and I do think they're going to make some sort of big move. And I, when I say big move, I mean anywhere from Montgomery to Yamamoto. But the question is, are they going to do Montgomery, bring back Paxton, sign, you know, Michael Taylor and call it an offseason? I really hope not. So let's give it 10 days and reassess from there and have to hop on another episode when that happens. Yeah, sounds good. So for Jack and everybody else who isn't here, I'm Jason Stolakis. Thanks for tuning in and go Sox.